1: Well, hello and welcome once again to Vacation Rental Success and this is episode number 33 and uh, it's a beautiful day here in Ontario today. I'm just looking out over you know one of those lovely days with with that gorgeous gorgeous deep blue sky with the white clouds just scudding along and gosh we've got a hundred over a hundred families going into cottages this weekend and so uh, so yeah it's been a busy busy week while we answer questions. And uh, unfortunately, the weather forecast for next week is is not good. So we're actually fielding a lot of questions from people who, who are saying, what are we going to be able to do if the weather's bad? And it sort of points to something I've been noticing a lot in the last couple of years, that, that guests seem to be a little bit more, well, a little bit less self-reliant than they used to be. And I know when I was in in my in our camping days when we were taking our kids camping, and it would rain. We used to go to Wales. Of course, it rained. We went to Scotland, and it rained. And you know, we did stuff with the kids. We played games. We did played charades. We listened to music. We actually talked to each other, and of course, we had no uh, no electronics when we were camping, it was just a great family time. And that seems to have been all but, but lost along the way. And uh, which is a bit sad. I talked to a lady this morning who was going to a property with, um, and there's two families going, there's about 10 of them. She was getting very, very upset. It's going to rain three days out of next week. I don't know what I'm going to do. And and then she sort of answered it for herself. She said, well, I suppose we could put a positive light on it and and we can just get together as a family and and perhaps get to know each other better and that was that was shocking to to a certain degree that she really said that that perhaps we could get to know each other I could get to know my kids a little better and and you know the place that she's staying doesn't have wi-fi so and very very limited cell signal so so yeah that's exactly what she's going to be doing is uh, is getting to know her kids because it's a pretty rural location there's not a great deal for them to do in the area so when it rains they're going to be indoors getting to know each other so hopefully that hopefully it works out for them you know there's one thing about this industry that i absolutely love and that's meeting all the people who are so passionate about it in the same way as I am. I talk about people like like Matt Landau, who I've known for, for quite a few years now, for um Antonio Bortolotti, who put together the Vacation Rental World Summit. Um Rex Brown, who's doing, you know, the similar thing to me, but in Australia. Uh, Steve Sassman. Oh, there's 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 so many people. And if you go back over some of the episodes that I've done. You can listen to all these, uh, I, I mean, I, I hesitate to call any of us experts because anybody that's actually in this business becomes an expert at it pretty quickly. Um, so I guess in a way, we are all experts. It's just There's just some of us who are out there who talk about it a bit louder. My guest today is somebody that I've been wanting to meet online for a while and hopefully I'll get to meet her face to face one day. Uh, She's the author of a book on vacation rentals, and that's called Money Making Vacation Rentals. She speaks at conferences or international living conferences about vacation rentals. But we're going to be having a great discussion about all sorts of aspects of our business. We seem to be very like-minded on a lot of things. Um, So I'm not going to give this all away. Without further ado, I'm going to welcome Beth Carson. Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for joining me today.
0: I am so glad to be here. It's wonderful con- to connect with you, Heather.
1: Yeah, it's been um, it's been quite some time. I've I've read some. Um, uh, parts of your book, I've I've seen your magazine, your online magazine, which we're going to be talking about a bit later on. So it's a, an absolute delight to uh, to talk with you um, online on the episode today. And you know, I I, I love speaking to owners. Um, those owners who've got the properties in far flung places, uh, from Thibaut Masson with places, his places in St. in uh, Bali and Saint Barts. Um, yes yeah wonderful rex brown i don't know if you come across rex he's got to um three places in melbourne one in melbourne in the city of melbourne and two out on i think they call it river road which is uh oh. right out on the ocean which is um probably it's ocean road actually rather than river road but it's uh they, they just sound like amazing amazing places and then i don't know if you've ever come across evelyn gallardo who has yes yeah on
0: your podcast actually <laughs>
1: Her place, I mean, she she has the most wonderful story about um, working with Diane Fossey in um, mm. um, in Rwanda with the um, um, with the gorillas. Just amazing story. And every time I talk to her, you can hear these howler monkeys on her roof, <laughs> which is just uh, stunning. And then Matt yeah. Lando, of course, who's who's with a place in Panama, and then of course you know alana Schroeder and yes. her place she's got one one in um, Tahoe and one in Kauai and uh and now you and i think you've won the most coveted spot with uh, a property in uh, in Fiji so i'd love you to tell us a bit about that and about you know how basically how you got into this business
0: well Like a lot of people, it was completely by accident. I was a travel agent so I could stay home with my daughter and... Um, A fam trip came up to Fiji, and that's a familiarization trip where you work from 7 in the morning to 11 at night, smoozing with different people and taking notes on different properties so you can go back and sell it to your clientele is the hope, and we were all exhausted and headed to the north part of the island, and Fiji at that point had been my 35th country. I'm now up to 43. And I have to say I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. It was um, the places we had been. And this is where a lot of tourists stand up in Fiji. Uh, didn't have the beautiful water, the beautiful scenes. It was kind of brackish water with a lot of river runoff. And so I hadn't quite seen the beautiful part of Fiji. So we go two and a half hours on this bumpy road, which has now been paved since then. And the tour guide for the 14- of us travel agents ended up with a migraine and she had to lay down in the back. And we all just sort of mumbled, this had better be worth it because we're toast. We're just exhausted. And when we got there, it was such a peaceful retreat. The owners didn't hound us with lots of useless bits of information about the size of their rooms. And we got to relax and go snorkeling. And we saw these enormous, Electric blue starfish that were the size of dinner plates and relaxed over dinner. And then the next morning at breakfast, the owners, John and Yvonne, had us all sit at one huge table and we just so enjoyed their company. They had been travel agents for 25 years in New Zealand before opening a place in Fiji and knew how to delight guests, how to provide really good guest service. And John just sort of offhandedly mentioned would anybody like to go see this expat community that I have planned on the other side of the hill? And three of us went, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. It I saw the view with the three out islands, which um, John actually swims one way and then kayaks back, and then the next day he'll kayak there and then swim back. They're about a mile, and um, he's in really good shape. He was a rugby player in New Zealand, and Uh, the coral reef, the different colors of the clear sand, and then it got to the beautiful bit, and then the cobalt blue where it got really deep. It was just, I had traveled so much to Europe and had studied art history in college, even though my degree is in psychology, and it was the first place in the world that my soul felt at peace, where I thought there's nothing to do but sit here and soak in this amazing view. So I was a penniless travel agent at the time and a single mom. And a year later, I inherited some money, enough to make an investment with, but not enough to you know buy a sailboat and sail off into the sunset and retire for the rest of my life. So I wanted to make a really good investment with it. And the resort offered if... I built a home or anyone built a home that they would manage it. And they promised 25% occupancy and they would take about half of that. So I thought, well, okay, you know, it'll at least pay for itself and I'll have a free place just to come and feel at peace. So I designed the house and then while I was building, the resort was sold and the new owner's had plans to double the occupancy of the resort and they didn't want to deal with a single house. Mm -hmm. So I was newly married. We had actually only been married um, probably a month or two when we found this out. And that was another love at first sight. We were on a mission trip to South Africa and we met there and got married six weeks later. I was actually researching Uh, I didn't know how to go about getting the word out. So I was researching dive magazines in Australia and New Zealand, looking at the prices for a classified ad. We put it on the market. And then I discovered the well-oiled machine that is, at that point, that was basically VRBO. HomeAway wasn't even around then. This would have been about... 2004, probably, when I was researching it. And then by the time the house and the pool were ready and we had our first guest, it was 2005. And our first booking was for, we put it on in March and our first booking was in June. And that was for the entire month of June. And since then, I have learned the secret sauce of how to make a lot more money. Our first booking was $2,000 for a month. Now, um, in high season, I make... 450 for one night so I have significantly raised our prices since 2005 and I have really happy guests I have a staff of four they're part-time I have two maids a gardener pool man and a manager and it has taken a long time to explain quirky Western culture to people who live in relative poverty, but they have bought the vision with me and we are on this journey together. I handle all the pre-arrival stuff and then they take it from there and our guests just love it.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like you've discovered the formula. I mean, you called it, you said the secret source. So what, what is, yes. what, what's the secret source? Is it, is it just having, you know, getting that formula right? So you have the right staff and they buy into your philosophy?
0: Because I've traveled so much, I understand what it is to be a consumer of travel and to be disappointed and to be misled. Um, And because I was a travel agent, I understand what it's like to have people that come back from a holiday and be disappointed. So to me, the holiday starts the moment they start thinking, where are we going to go this year? And you have to meet them where they are every step of the way. I do consulting and one of my clients was the ex-governor um, of, I can't remember what was, but finances in a country and he thought, oh, this will be easy, I'll do vacation rentals and they had eight rentals and he thought this would be a great thing in retirement. And he, I set him up with a website and with the different listing portals, and he wasn't converting very well. So I said, do you mind if I take a peek at your emails and kind of see if I can notice if there's anything off there? And so there was one in particular that said, oh, we're honeymooning in September. We want to know what your availability is, what your prices are. And they asked a few other questions. And he had written back, prices are on website, that was it. And I said, Oh, you need to say congratulations on your upcoming wedding. How exciting. We can take care of all the details from airport transfers. We can, it, it's just, you have to start, and the first interaction with them has to be warm, friendly, and meeting them where they are. And then it has to carry through my, um, Manager Jay has been given the authority to, if there's a problem at the house, immediately give the guests a free boat trip for the day or an evening with the band boys that privately just come to our house. So we realize that there's a lot of hopes and dreams before they even get there. And then they experience it only for a week or two. And then they go home and they brag about it and they talk about it. They remember it. It's their happy place in their mind. So you have to treat it as this is a year-long thing, not just, okay, you know, are the beds made, it is just, it's so much greater than that. It's a, you know, and I love the European word for it. It's not a vacation, it's a holiday. So I've just done everything I can to make this experience above and beyond. Um, In a hotel in Mexico, I had seen um, that they had a two-person jetted tub in the room. Not in the bathroom, but it was in the room. So I incorporated that into my design. And recently we added a hanging bed. We have a private masseuse that will come and do massages poolside. And we can have a lova, which is... Um, where things are cooked, wrapped in banana leaves and cooked in an earth oven right there on site. We have daily maid service, and the maids can cook and watch your children if you like. We just try to make everything seamless and happy for the vacationers. We have our maids are in uniform, and we don't ever mention this when people arrive because I think there has to be a surprise factor. And most of the people that come... Well, about half our guests are from the U.S. and then half are from Australia and New Zealand and a small percentage from England. But basically, if you've been traveling, you've been on the the road or in the air for a long time. And so when they get there, the maids are there in uniform. We've got music playing on the indoor-outdoor sound system. That's island music. They bring out a tray with fresh fruit smoothies and... They take your luggage to the appropriate room. So when you step out of the van, you can walk to the edge of the cliff and look at the view as you have your drink in hand. You can go hang out on the hanging bed, and everything's done for you.
1: Just sounds amazing. I mean, what, what you're supplying here, you're not, you're not just supplying a vacation or even a holiday. It's a complete – it sounds like the, the complete Fiji experience. You want people to leave – with those lasting memories that that will go on for, for years and years and years, not just get evaporated from the moment they walk back in the office on the Monday morning.
0: Sure. And for many people, Fiji is a bucket list trip. And I know I'm not going to get repeat business out of them. You know, for me, it's a 24 hour journey to get there. And I get there about every nine months just to do basically quality control and try to enjoy it myself. So even though I know I'm only going to get one vacation out of them, I want it to be their very, very best vacation. And I think those are the owners who are succeeding, the ones who think, what can I do? How, you know, every year we do something to make it better every uh, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's more than one thing. And we just think, what experience can we add to make this the best ever? I know
1: how that works, you know, with repeat guests because I was, I was talking to somebody the other day and they're going back to the same property for the third time this year and they just, what's new this year? And there's always something new. You know, it works whether you've got repeat guests or not. It's it's just upgrading yes. all the time, isn't it? I'm not sort of quickly working out how far it is from Canada to Fiji. <laughs>
0: It's worth it. I'll tell you, it's worth it. Absolutely, (laughs) no matter how far it is. But, but another another thing I can recommend to owners is listening to podcasts like yours, the Vacation Rental World Summit. I have listened to some of those over and over again, taking notes as fast as I can. And then consider staying in vacation rentals as often as you can to think of it as a continuing education course, because whether you pick up something that you don't want to do and this is a bad situation and the keys weren't there or the lock didn't work and you want to make sure that that never happens to one of your guests or whether you pick up an idea. I was just staying at one in Asheville for the magazine and they had a beautiful coffee machine. I can't remember the brand. And then they had to-go cups with lids. So you can make your cup of coffee and they were immediately downtown. This is the church or the loft at 16 Church. And you can start your vacation with your cup of coffee and kind of feel like a local. It's little small things that you can pick up. Now, that doesn't work for Fiji. Because you basically wake up, put on a bathing suit and a sarong and you go out to the pool. But you learn so much from other vacation rental owners. Some you can implement, some you can't. But just be constantly learning, constantly evolving and making your guests experience the absolute best it can be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've said this uh, for, for a long time. You can't do this in a vacuum. It. Yes, uh, and why would you? Why would you when there's so many, there's, there's so much information out there, and people so willing to share, which is is what I love. I still, I I learn. I mean, I've I've had seven properties, um, just running two at the moment, but I learn every every time I talk to somebody, I'll pick up just one other oh, little yeah. nugget and take it away. And yeah, I love the idea about the coffee mugs. So that's <laughs> that's probably yeah. being transferred already. So yeah, it, it is just those. <laughs> Those little things that make such a difference, and it's you know it's yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be the hot tub and the sauna and all the big stuff. I I think I mentioned recently about guest gifts. Somebody asked a question about guest gifts, and one of the I stayed in a place in um, in the Peak District in England a few years ago, and we arrived at this tiny tiny little cottage, and it was it was gorgeous, but we walked into the kitchen and there was a big bowl of strawberries and a Mm. a jug of cream and a, a a tray of um i mean you'd call them cupcakes here we'd call them butterfly cakes in england and, and I've never ever forgotten that.
0: And that puts you immediately into vacation mode. You're forget. you know I think you talked about one where you arrived probably in England and it was cold and there was a fire going. You know those things that can help you shed the stress of travel because even if you're just driving two hours in your car, it's stressful. You don't know if the place is going to be as advertised and when you can see the touch of Someone who cares about your experience, your your defenses are down, and you say this is a great place.
1: We've always done that in our places. We we always have it in the winter. I mean, you have to have the fire lit here. And you mentioned having music playing. I mm-hmm. think that was something that that I learnt from another owner about twelve years ago, when they were showing me their place for our agency, and I walked in the door, and there's this classical music playing, and it was just mm-hmm. wow. You, you just immediately feel as though you're welcomed. It's not like walking into a hotel room or immediately you've got that that feeling of being welcomed. So I love the fact that, that that's exactly what you do is you have music playing.
0: And I had learned that from Sandra Clore of Cranmore Cottages. She said three things, lights, action. So that's a fan and music. Mm-hmm. And you know, if if you don't wanna have your main lights necessarily on when they first arrive, you wanna have every single one of your lamps on and really set the the mood that you're on vacation.
1: Perfect. Well, one day gonna to go to um Bali, St Bart's, Melbourne, Costa Rica, Fiji.
0: Yes. <laughs> You'll learn a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, just, just before we move away from, from your property in Fiji, you, you say you maintain an 85% occupancy rate. How do you do that? Because you really are, and a lot of people are coming, 50% of your people are coming from the US. How do you get them to travel that far?
0: Um, I, they're already decided on Fiji when they contact me. Um, now some of them maybe between Fiji, Vanuatu, the Cook Islands, um, but generally they've narrowed down the location and honestly, there are only about 40 vacation rentals in Fiji. So it's n- not hard, especially with the reviews that we have, the time, you know, I answer every review, every inquiry very quickly and we have a great product. You know, our home is fantastic. And I mean, it's nothing palatial. It's very actually simply designed. There are no hallways or anything, but every room is separate. Every room has an ensuite. We have a private pool. We have maid service, a hanging bed. We're on a reef. We provide snorkeling gear. I mean, it's a very easy decision. I would stay there if I were looking for a Mm -hmm. place to go. It's just... So how how far in advance do people book up? You know, it used to be nine to 12 months mm-hmm. and now I, because we're getting more known in the, in the expat community within Fiji, I can get sometimes bookings for the same week or just within a couple of weeks. And that was unheard of a few years ago. So it's really gotten varied recently. Um, We certainly have, we have quite a few bookings for next year, considering how early it is. And a lot of them had booked in January, February for next January, February. So it's just, I don't know, it's just been wonderful. It seems like there are pops of good press, whether there's a travel show Or a newspaper article or something where all of a sudden I get flooded with inquiries and I have no idea why. I'm very happy about it. And so I have learned to not sweat the slow periods where I hardly get any inquiries and just know that eventually it's going to fill up and but of course the high season is january and february you've got to have your game on you've got to have everything perfect um, that's when i mean for probably ski season that would be a different time frame and i'm not familiar with that market at all but even when i was a travel agent i knew not much was gonna happen after october And that was fine because I got to enjoy the holidays. But then once the middle of January came, people have their new vacation for the year. They are cold if they live in North America and they're in planning mode. And so between, say, January 10th, January 15th through the end of February, it is a very busy booking window. And I love what Antonio did on the World Summit with his unique landing pages, and I'm going to have to study that more. Um, he's really got um, it going on for unique web pages for uh, each inquiry. That just blew my mind. Yeah,
1: amazing. He's uh, yeah, quite quite the star, Antonio. I've learned such a lot from him. Yes. Yeah. Just going back to your background, you you've been a real estate investor.
0: Yeah, you are
1: a real estate investor because you own a number of long term rentals.
0: We do. And one of the things I talk in my book, about in my book, Money-Making Vacation Rentals, is the six things that a property needs to have to be a good vacation rental. And unfortunately, I hadn't discovered vacation rentals when I was buying these long-term properties. And really, none of them are a good fit. They're a great fit for people who um, need a place to live and work in Asheville. And we have some some different places. But um, there's nothing that I can really have that I have in my portfolio that I can turn into a vacation rental so we'll be selling our place in Fiji because unfortunately um, I built this before I got married and my husband likes Alaska and old and <laughs> it really hates islands. So uh, we're trying to, to, you know, thinking maybe Ecuador. I mean, I definitely want to do something international, but um, to come up with a compromise and uh, a place that we could enjoy going together, because I'm running out of girlfriends that'll go with me. And many of them have been many times. So, but there, there's a world of possibilities out there. But I have rehabbed houses. I have done all the work myself um, with my friend who's from South Africa and grew up watching her dad fix everything. And we joked that I was her tool boy. And, you know, I would scrape the popcorn ceilings, you know, because that didn't take a whole lot of skill. Or if we were replacing a toilet, I would hand her the tools. And, you know, so I I added uh, sweat equity, but not a whole lot to it. And we made a lot of money. That was before there were any shows on cable television about it that made it sound really easy. Um, And then I got into long-term properties. And you're right, we managed, Um, 15 long term properties I've gotten so busy and my husband is retired that he's taken over management of it which is just such a relief and lets me focus more on writing and vacation rentals but um, I think property is an excellent investment and we wrote out the downturn in 2008 didn't sell a thing and now our properties are pretty much back up to where they were pre-2008 so that buy low sell high you just kind of have to hang on through the hard times and know that it's probably going to get better so if uh,
1: you say you're selling the property in fiji you might buy somewhere else mm-hmm. where whereabouts if if some somewhere one was out there now looking for a property anywhere in the world where, where would you suggest they might start looking because i i know i've looked in costa rica because mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful, beautiful country, but it's just getting overcrowded now. And the, you know, I, I should have been out there in two thousand eight, but yeah, but that uh, that one's passed now. Uh, I'd love to buy in the Bahamas because um, I love the island of Exuma, and and I would de- dearly love to buy there to to actually go there for retirement Even- mm. eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, I'm willing to look anywhere. So any is there anywhere in the world that uh, that you think I and anybody else looking might be might should should take more of an interest in at the moment?
0: Well, I tell you, I'm a speaker for International Living and I've written a program for them on vacation rentals and they and you can find this on their website. They they have a magazine that they send out and it is an incredible magazine. I soak it up every time I get it in my mailbox. But um, they have, for international real estate, narrowed down about 20 countries that have good health care systems, that have inexpensive cost of living. And I would figure out what experience you really enjoy. Is it beaches? Is it skiing? Is it cities? Is it culture? And try to replicate that in an inexpensive but up-and-coming area. And it's a lot, you know, that that makes it sound a lot easier than it honestly is. But it put a lot of research into it. Um, I have not yet been to Dominican Republic, but one of the agents I've met at, a, at the International Living Conferences, um, Tony Green, has dreams to re- reality. And she said they because they have, in Dominican Republic, South Americans coming from their winter, and then North Americans coming from their winter, they have nearly 80% occupancy, and their owners from day one – Will will be booked, and so that's some place that I'm thinking. You know, maybe my husband might not want to go with me, but it's a four-hour plane ride, and it's a non-stop. And they have an IKEA there, which trying to furnish anything in Fiji, I mean, just to get silverware, I have to bring the silverware over with me. Um, is is just um, not that you would want to furnish your whole place in IKEA, but to get the bits and pieces, um, I, I I've never been one to think that I would want Target to take over a country, but boy, my life would be easier if there were a Target in Fiji. Um, cause I bring 150 pounds of luggage per person. Um, and I bring my stuff on a carry on. And so, and I end up spending a lot because, um, Fiji Airways charges $100 per bag above the first one. So I'm looking at $400 if two of us are going just in baggage fees and um, but it's to get the quality of stuff that my guests expect. And uh, so, you know, there are a lot of things to take into consideration, you know, is, is, does the country that you might be looking into, does it have the same um, voltage as we do? And cause I can't bring any small appliances over because they're on, I think, we're 110 and they're 220, or I can't remember what it is, but we're on the different one. And using a converter full-time with a small appliance is, is um, you know, we'll wear it out faster. So uh, lots of things to consider, the tax implications of the country, um, but try to find the experience that you want in in a not as populated area, I always say follow the backpackers because um, they're going to discover it first. I was a backpacker in my college days. And then um, the National Geographic Traveler magazine, that level is going to find it next. And then a whole host of People will start making vacations. And, you know, like South Africa a few years ago was sort of the, ooh, up and coming. And now it's become much more mainstream. And there are a lot of people vacationing there. So, And you can certainly find an experience within the U.S. that is the same experience that you want. Um, skiing, beach, whatever. But look and see how many vacation rentals are there. Look and see their calendars, their prices. And then um, also look at taxes. I know, for example, Houston, Texas. I had a friend move to Asheville from there a few years ago. And she said they were spending nearly $1,000 in taxes on a $250,000 home in property taxes. Just really do your research because... What you pay for the house is um, you're really your biggest purchase, unless you're gonna you know buy it for the lot and tear it down and build something else. Um, so make that decision as smart as you can. Buy in the off season. A lot of times people will you know make as much money as they can renting it out during the season, and then put it up on the market in the off season, and that's when. There are fewer people looking and you can get a bargain. Look for something that's already been a vacation rental. So you're not adding another vacation rental to the pool, but you have um, maybe a website that has some good Google juice that has been searched a lot. You you should make sure to get the list of past guests included in the contract and you know what works, you know what the price point works, or maybe they have low occupancy and they can't figure out why, but you can walk in and see, ah, white walls. They're kind of dingy. Furniture is old. Um, Carpet's old. I can come in here and freshen this up and then put this at the level of another condo in the building that's getting a hundred dollars a night more and much more occupancy. Yeah.
1: This is what you called in your book, the lipstick deal, wasn't it?
0: Yes, yes. Putting in um, new countertops, new paint, new carpet, you know, that that's, that's a lipstick deal. You're not going in and de- fixing structural things, plumbing, electricity. That's where you really get into your money and you really get into surprises. When they start opening the wall, oh, you've got mold. But when you just deal with the cosmetic stuff, and it's amazing what good furniture, good lighting and just the basics will do for a place. Um right, that that's where i feel like investors can start and you can have everybody do you can hire this out, you don't have to do this yourself. You can hire out the painting and the carpet if you want to do that.
1: Yeah, you made you made a great point there about the lipstick deals because i'm deal i deal with so many properties, very traditional properties up here in Ontario and and i don't know have
0: you ever been up here beth i haven't um we did cross the border one time when we were in maine and i've been to victoria island but i have not been through canada very much at all
1: yeah in on, in ontario in particular, i mean ontario actually has a fifth of the world's fresh water that's 20% of the Uh-oh. world's fresh water we have here we've got over 250,000 lakes the, the the whole cottage thing where you you buy a cottage on a lake it's your own little piece of of paradise mm-hmm. is is massive and it has been for a lot of years but uh, but it's it's changing but i see so many of these little properties that you know they've been around for 50 60 years yeah um they're very traditional really dark panelled walls you walk into them and it's it's it really is dark and pokey um yet the ones i've seen where somebody's gone in with a tin of white paint and with, within a couple of hours of painting it's like something out of southern living <laughs> absolutely it's you know it, it's it's changed it into what these these places should be which is beachy and, and yes. sunny and um i just wish more people would do that but you've really you know i i should i should park one of my properties with you and get a writer to come up here and, yes. and check out um Check out Southern Ontario because it's the most. You know, we we've got thousands upon thousands of lakes with thousands of cottages on each lake, and so huh. you you know everybody has their own little piece of waterfront. And from end of May through to the end of September, it is just idyllic. You know, wow! I live That's on. Lovely. I've lived on the water here for for ten years now. And and couldn't dream of living anywhere that didn't I couldn't look out of the water and look out of the window and see the water and just five o'clock in the afternoon. We're off on the boat. So, ah uh, oh. yes, I shall share this with you one day.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, I'd love to. Um,
1: let Let's talk about that a bit more. That's a great segue into Vacation Rental Travels magazine because that's your your new venture and yes. i'd love to you know i think everybody would love to hear a bit more about that because this is this is a first isn't it
0: yes there is no competition we are not stepping on anybody's toes but uh i'm a writer at heart and a traveler and um i kept wanting my passion in life to be something more altruistic but my passion in life is really helping owners Get the most money that they can, the highest occupancy, and have the highest or the happiest guests that they possibly can with their vacation rentals. I'm just passionate about that. I love the vacation rental industry. Um, We now have 20% of the accommodation market in the US. That's Huge, and no wonder hotels are starting to get scared. And I realized there's nothing out there showcasing vacation rentals as a way to enhance your travel experience. And so we. I um, have covered anything from... Uh, I did one in St. Augustine. It was a $100 a night basement apartment. and But you could walk to everything in beautiful St. Augustine. We were a block and a half from Flagler College. Um, and it was just what my husband and I needed. We didn't need anything bigger. And, and we've actually covered vacation rentals that are $8,000 a night. So what What we want to do is say there's something for everyone, but you don't have to necessarily look at a hotel where you just have four walls and a bathroom. Our family is only three people big, but we cannot stay in a hotel together. My daughter likes to watch TV. My husband likes to watch different TV and I like to read and can't have the TV on at all. So if there are three of us and my daughter's now 18 in a, essentially what's a bedroom we we can't function and so once you discover vacation rentals and oh, i can go out on the balcony and read or go hang out in the bedroom and sit in a comfortable chair and read um and you've got a kitchen we just um went down to panama city for my daughter do- my daughter's a dancer for the national competition and we only ate one meal out a day so i was paying less than a hotel For an oceanfront condo and you know we'd have yogurt or some hummus and you know I I didn't cook any but every night we'd go out to dinner and it just made the experience so much easier that we weren't planning our days around breakfast lunch and dinner and where can we go to eat Mm -hmm. Um, and so this magazine has gotten such amazing feedback The writers love it. The owners love it. The public loves it. Our first edition with almost no advertising I mean other than just some Facebook advertising has 1400 readers and so we're it's a free magazine and we do ask that if you're interested you visit the sponsors because that's what's making this free for people and the way it works is the writers work for free but they do it in exchange for a stay in a vacation rental so I would ask any of your listeners who are interested in having not only the free press to our readers and our second edition was out last week um so now we'll have two that I can get numbers on um but it's something that you can put on your website and say featured in vacation rental travels, you can put that in your emails and it lends a lot of credibility to the people who have found you on their own as well as people who have found you from the magazine. Um I'll
1: corroborate the the value of this because um many I'll say many years ago, about um ten or twelve years ago when I was still living in England and had properties out in in, here in Ontario. Um, And I was running a a travel company in England, marketing Ontario cottages to the British market. So I knew a lot of the UK travel press, travel writers, and we did arrange a couple of press visits. And so, so it was just a travel writer came and stayed for free. Um, We had one stay for a week in, in our property that we called the river house and this this guy went back he came with his family for a week he went home and absolutely nothing and it's just like whoa what happened there nobody's written about us and then out of the blue it was um i think that was the one in the sunday times and it just came out one day one sunday and i could not believe it it was a double page spread and you know, you look at the value of that, that's just Yes. But the only thing and, and and we got a lot of traction out of it. We got a lot of bookings. People coming out from UK and it, it was it was terrific. But the only thing with that, it was it you know, it's print. It was done and dusted in one day. Um at that time there was no online edition. So that was it. Only the people who saw it on that day got the opportunity to see this double page spread um but with yours of course it's always online and i and i just think the opportunity to get a property in there just by letting a travel writer stay in your place for 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 a week or so is is going to be the most amazing bit of pr that the value of it is is just terrific
0: send somebody
1: up to ontario
0: I think we can work that out Um, and the other thing is we're also on Kindle I had hoped to be free on Kindle you know on Amazon but because the file is so large for transferring they charge they force us to charge Mm $1.99 but when each issue comes out um, and we actually have to send it to a company because even though our designer uses the software that Kindle recommends it our forty three page magazine ended up being two hundred and something pages with one picture on this page and one word on this. But it was absolute garbage. So we have to send it, and it takes about two weeks to turn it into a Kindle um, edition. But they allow me every ninety days to um, offer it for free for five days, and in um, and in that time we get a lot. I think we got 400 with the first edition. And I keep checking to see, is the 90 days up yet? Can I do it again? Because, you know, our heart is to make it free for people. And just to support the industry and say, this is the way to travel. This is the way to enjoy. You know, why would you downsize when you travel? Now, of course, we have a large home. We don't need a large home. But my husband and I want a separate bedroom than my daughter. We want a kitchen. We want outdoor space. We want a pool if we're going to the beach. And you shouldn't downgrade to and be uncomfortable to go on vacation. I have fam- friends that have three kids, kids. And it's miserable being in a hotel room. And once they discover travel, rent, vacation rentals, they don't go back. And I think that's where timeshares did us so much good. They're, I don't think they're a good business model, but it got people used to separate bedrooms, kitchen, outdoor area, um, and just enjoying your time together playing games or hanging out in the evening um and not just uncomfortable where you need to be out of the room all day
1: yeah well I I, I find this when I'm vacationing with my family because we we often Phil and I will go away with with our younger son his wife and now they're two kids right and you know years ago you could never have done that you, you know you'd be in a resort and all in de- all in separate rooms but uh but we've done it a couple of times now well five five years running we've done this you know we started out with mike and andrea Uh without kids and now there's two and it's just an amazingly good choice i you know i'm still thinking 20 percent um of north americans now are choosing this it's got to be growing so rapidly now that um it's it's going it's it is all it's already a mainstream choice but it's going to become even more so so rapidly
0: And, you know, that's our hope with the magazine is that people who maybe haven't thought about it will say, wow, you know, that's a that's a great way um, to experience a location and live like a local a little bit. Go to the market and get fresh fruits and vegetables that you normally wouldn't maybe cook with at home and meet your neighbors and have someone over for dinner. And, uh, just, it's completely, you de- know, now I'm not anti-hotel. I speak a lot at conferences and when I do that, I like to be in the hotel. So there's no issue with taxis. If, you know, I don't ever want to be late and, um, you know, if I'm headed to Fiji and I'm staying overnight in LA, I'm not going to pick up a vacation rental. I'm going to stay at an airport hotel, but for the most part, I travel in vacation rentals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, you know, it's it's becoming even more the case with now with with business travel. Um I'm hearing yes. that hearing that more and more. Talk to Joel Rasmussen. Yes, um,
0: that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, a
1: while back in and Austin. That's right. He's doing amazingly with all with with numerous properties in Austin and really catering for that uh, for, well for different types of markets. This is all fantastic information that uh, that you shared, Beth. And I oh, well, am so you. delighted that uh, you're able to join me today. And I'm going to put links, there'll be a lot of links at the end uh, of the show notes and certainly the links to the Vacation Rental Travels magazine, uh, links to international living and your property and uh, and your book, of course. Every, anything, everything that Beth has talked about, there will be a link to that in the show notes. So Beth is there anything else you want to
0: add cuz our time's nearly up now so Okay uh- um, we, do, we do for our subscribers, we have a Facebook contest and you get 10 points when you subscribe and you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to join with Facebook, but as long as you join with the address with Facebook and honest to goodness, we do not share your information with anybody. This is private information and we value that. But um, our prize that's going to be drawn in August 1st is two night stay at the lofts in Asheville and I got to stay there and write the article about it and it is such a treat even though it's my home city now I don't you know I live um in a home and uh to just be able to be on church street and walk out and we didn't get in our car the whole time we were there and then Alana Schroeder is has donated for August a um spa amenities package with robes and um, cabana towels I'm not exactly sure what's in that package Um, and so just go ahead and get a subscription because then you won't miss anything and um, you can win a prize and a lot of them are free stays and I'll tell you a secret we haven't announced it yet but um, in an upcoming edition this year we're going to announce a free stay at my place in Fiji Starfish Blue so, I um, so it uh, it costs you nothing to subscribe, but there are perks in addition to the magazine. And if you're an owner and want to offer your place as a prize and get the social media traction that way, we would be delighted to work with you. And just a note: if you want to have your rental featured with us, we do look for homes that are going to photograph well. It can it, it does it can be under a hundred dollars. Tonight We are not looking for luxury accommodations, although we certainly welcome that. We're not limited to that. But if you have drab walls, if you have dark interiors, if you have tired furnishings, um, just lo- look at your vacation rental and maybe even use this as an excuse to spruce it up because not only would it make it more appealing for the magazine, but of course it will make it appealing for all of your future guests. If your place looks up to date, well cared for and um, is staged properly.
1: Sounds perfect, Beth. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. So um, uh, just, just the end of the show notes. So uh, everybody knows that it, it, it will be a good idea just to sign up for a subscription. Beth, thank Excellent. you you've been a terrific guest i've i've learned lots here and uh and very very delighted to have met you online at last
0: yes heather it's been a pleasure i hope to meet you in person one day thank you very much oh
1: my goodness that was that was a an information packed episode what a lot that Beth had to share. I I know I'm just really really blown away by that. She's got so much experience, so much passion and so much drive and motivation to move this industry forward. And um you know, please 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 go to the show notes and and just click on the link for the vacation rentals travels a vacation rental travels magazine and and sign up totally free and you know it's it's a, it, it was a neat magazine um some really good articles who knows if you want to get uh, your your property featured then all you have to do is um is is let beth know and that that you're able to Uh, host a travel writer at your property so I'm not going this this has been a fairly long episode so I'm going to cut this fairly short now and thank you once again for listening as ever please uh, go to the show notes um, leave a comment say what uh, what you thought about it Uh, if you have any feedback for us we'd love to hear it and as I mention every time would love to get your feedback on iTunes as well, and all you have to do is go to the bottom of the show notes, click on the uh, on the neat link that Mike has put in there, and um, and just leave your uh, your feedback on iTunes. And I'd just like to thank Dean Curtis of Serenity Vacation Rentals for sending me a really nice uh, email saying that he's he loves the podcast and he's been a listener since the first episode and uh and dean had a show idea for me which is um which is really really interesting uh i'm not mentioning it at the moment because it's something that um um i, I just want to mull over and and we'll find a, a good person to interview um for that as well so thanks dean very much for uh contacting me about that so for now So now, thank you once again for listening. It's absolutely great to know that there's people like Dean out there who are listening to my podcast. So keep doing so, and I'll be back again with you soon.
0: This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.